0: Welcome, everybody, to Kindy Rockstars. I have an awesome guest with me tonight. He is Danny Weinkoff, a uh, children's musician and band member of They Might Be Giants. Welcome to the show, Danny. Hey, thank you for having me. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, your career, how you transitioned into making Kindy music. Uh,
1: well, um, my start with making Kindy music actually was uh, stems from working with They Might Be Giants, I started playing with They Might Be Giants in about 1997 um, as a substitute bass player and then uh, in 1998 as the full-time bass player, and I have been with them ever since. Um, but um, in around 2000, I guess, we uh, started making, we were working on the Malcolm in the Middle show. Uh, we did the theme song and we were doing all the incidental music for that show. And around that same time, we, we started, uh, They Might Be Giants started recording Uh, what what was their first children's record um, called No. Um, And I wrote a song called Where Do They Make Balloons for that album. And then they might be giants wound up getting a three record deal. As a result of that album, we did a three record deal with Disney Records, which is like the giant, you know, 8,000 pound gorilla in the room. Disney Records for for children is bigger than all the other children's album companies in the world combined. So we signed with them um and made three records here come the abcs here come the one two threes and here come science um and i wrote uh the number two and i wrote a song called i'm a paleontologist for the here come science album um and those albums did phenomenally well one of them won a grammy uh one of them was nominated for a grammy so i got to go to the grammys and receive a grammy and and uh you know that that in itself was an outstanding experience but um it fits with your rock star theme a little bit. Um, and, uh, and, uh, the the song I am a paleontologist was actually sort of like the lead single for the here Comes science album. And it was, um, it was a big, big success and actually was wound up, uh, being used in national television commercials and internationally for museums and all sorts of things. And so, Um, and I got, we got to perform the the song live and I had never been a lead singer except for on songs that I wrote (laughs) for, they might be giants. So as we were were doing shows for children, um, I realized like, wow, I really love being the guy in the center, singing the song, the reaction of the kids and the, and the, and families in the audience, you know, I want to do more of that. So I continued to write songs for children and, um, Time went by and, and they might be giants didn't release another children's album for a number of years and my wife said hey you know you you have um, you got a bunch of songs written, you know I know you're waiting for the next ch- they might be giants record but why not put together an album for yourself, and so I did and then I, I released the album no in 2014. So that's a very long story of how I got into to, to kindy music, but it was basically for writing with They Might Be Giants. Um, they were generous enough that when we did that first album, they said, hey, if anybody wants to write a song, go ahead and let, we'll see how it goes. And um, they didn't weren't necessarily going to accept all the songs, but they accepted Where Do They Make Balloons? And that was the start.
0: Oh, that's that's an amazing story. So the, going back to, to the Disney thing, how did you hear about that? And, and kind of what was the band's reaction to, to getting that opportunity?
1: Um, I think that, um, <laughs> um, I think that, it, you know, we were very excited and also um, a little cautious because Disney is such a big and sort of corporate powerful company. Um, one of the things that they they might be giants Uh, likes to be in control of is the music itself. And so we went into the agreement with, with, um, with Disney, basically saying like, we will do a record deal with you guys, but we're gonna give you the finished content and you can accept it or reject it, but it's up to us to decide what it's gonna be. So what the songs will be about, how the songs will be arranged and what instrumentation and all of that. And then videos created, for those songs we didn't want them overseeing every step of the way you know we we, we wanted the control that we have when we make our rock albums so there was that sort of caution but disney agreed to that and they were they had a very um understanding a and r person at the the time over there um, that worked with us and um allowed us to have artistic control Um, and so that meant you know we, we were you know thrilled to do it actually and and um it was, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was a great experience and it led to other, um, opportunities. We, we wrote, we did theme songs for Mickey's Playhouse and the hot dog song and, uh, Higley Town Heroes, which was another show on, on, um, the Disney channel, things like that. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a great, uh, a great opportunity. Absolutely.
0: I have, I have five kids and, and they have heard those songs many, many times.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, some of them just ring through your head during the day when you don't want them to.
0: <laughs> it's All good. Um, so, what were your uh, memorable takeaways from the Grammy experience?
1: Um. Wow. Um. The 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 big overarching memorable takeaway was that, it, you know, I, I it, these kind of things like an award show. It's really it, art is subjective. And in a matter of taste, and, and it's, I know that in the Oscars and the Grammys, and et cetera, et cetera, a lot of what goes on is, is political or who has the biggest record company and the most people supporting them through that record company, et cetera. So I don't always give it the, the greatest um, credence, but um, being there and experiencing the whole thing just was, was something I didn't expect. It really was, it felt really, really special. Um, and part of it just was the, the, the number of uh, my heroes that I got to see or meet. Um, we went twice and, you know, it, in the two times, just off the top of my head, we saw Radiohead and Stevie Wonder and BB King and Coldplay and U2 and um, Jay-Z and, you know, Adele. And it, the list goes on and on and on. And, and, you know, Al Green, all these people that I always admired. I got to shake hands with um, um, Charlie Hayden, who was a jazz bass player that I always loved, things like that. So um, that part of it was uh, super exciting, you know, and, and little tiny things like um, the first time we went and we, uh, we had it was our second time being nominated. We won for um, the Malcolm in the Middle theme, actually. Then we got nominated for best children's album for uh, Here Come the One Two Threes, and my wife and I were at that Grammys. The first time I, my son was being born, so I didn't go. Second time, um, we went to the Grammys and we won, and that was very exciting. It was nice to have my family, you know, my wife with by my side, and my you know my friends in the band and everything. And then at the end of the show, my wife and I were hugging, and the camera and Stevie Wonder was playing, and the camera panned to to us. And for about eight solid seconds just showed us on camera and then went back to Stevie Wonder. And my phone was lighting up with texts from friends like, I'm watching you on national TV. So it just made it all really celebratory and um, it it did feel like something really special. Um, And, and because the Grammys have a name and thing, it's the kind of thing where you can, you know, if your grandmother was alive, but I could tell my mom, Hey mom, I want a Grammy and she gets it and understands it. And, it's sort of you know it's validated in in those kind of uh situations so it was it was um i have really really fantastic memories of, of, of going twice so yeah,
0: yeah it sounds absolutely amazing all right well let, let's talk about a couple of, this is an album feature so but we're actually going to feature songs from a couple of different albums um and the first album that we have a couple songs from is called words so, okay. talk a little bit about this album, uh, how it all came together. Uh, any, any theme stories that you want to share about it?
1: Sure. Okay. And Patrick, I, I tend to ramble, <laughs> especially <laughs> when I'm talking about myself. So, if you, if if, uh, if I'm rambling, please, you know, we can we feel free to to, to uh, transition me to the next topic. Okay. <laughs> um, all good. So, uh, the album words. Um, uh, okay, I'm trying to remember the very beginning. I think. At the beginning of COVID, um, when COVID first hit, the band, they might be Giants, we were on tour in the Midwest um, in March of 2020. And um, uh, we had played a show in Milwaukee, we played a show in Detroit, and we we're flying home for like a day or two. And the, the idea was we we're going to go back on tour back to Philadelphia and continue our tour. But we went home and that's when everybody sort of shut down right, you know, the, the middle of, uh, of of March of that year. So we didn't, the tour was stopped. Um, shortly after that, my wife and I got COVID um, like within a week or so. And uh, unfortunately, several people I went to high school with got it and a very close friend, my friend Adam Schlesinger, who was in the band Fountains of Wayne mm-hmm. and also Ivy and wrote music for a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Broadway shows with... Um, Uh, what's her name Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the comedian but he he was a super fantastic songwriter and a really great guy and I'd worked with him over the years with Fountains of Wayne and They Might Be Giants and David Mead and other projects Um, he would often produce an album and bring me in as the bass player Um, he passed away in the early part of COVID yeah I remember
0: that story that was
1: sad. yeah so I wanted to I had had, I think I had had in my mind the idea of doing a themed album. I had done, I think five albums before that time and none of them were themed. They were just groups of songs that I had written with children in mine and families in mine. Um, and so I thought, well, let me try my hands at a themed one. I thought words might be interesting. Um, so, uh, I wrote a song called hyperbole and since Adam had passed, I thought that, you know, as an homage to him, I, I would sort of do it in a fountains of Wayne style so when you listen to hyperbole maybe if you have that in mind and you know if you're familiar with fountains of wayne you may you may see some of the similarities there's very big guitars like fountains of wayne had um the melodic sort of solo section is modulated from the original key we modulate to another key for the solo and then we modulate back to the key for the song and those are some of the things that that we did in fountains of wayne and um Lots of harmonies um, and, a, you know, very like sort of melodic, catchy hook. Um, and so I tried to incorporate all of that into that song. Um, and then which led to then the floodgates were sort of open. And then I wrote a song called Nouns and another song called uh, Alliteration and and speaking of adverbs and, and the rest of the album's contents. Um, and I think. Uh, One of the last songs I wrote was a song called Words, which was sort of just um, because all the the songs prior to that were word-themed, it made sense to write a song called Words. But I thought my angle on writing words was like, all right, words can be important. And these days, especially in the media, words get thrown around and twisted. And and, uh, without taking any sides, I just wanted to emphasize to children and teachers and families that... You know words can be really powerful they don't just have to be harmful and it, it doesn't it that's not necessarily some kind of shaming thing on on twitter or or or, TikTok or something or it, that's going to make somebody feel bad about themselves you can also make people feel good about themselves and get, empower them etc so i wanted to give that message in the song um and in, in once i finished that song the record felt complete and i went and i i, I reached out to a friend of mine who was a, a videographer who had worked on my uh, marsupial video and um, a video that I did for a song that I wrote for Sesame Street. Um, And uh, Eric Kreidler is his name for EG um, Animation. And um, he reached out to friends of his. And before I knew it, there were 25 animators internationally. Some in India, some in the Bahamas, some in Holland, all over the world that wanted to work on the video. We had them all take a little segment each so there wouldn't be a lot of work for any individual. And I made donations in the name of each one of the animators um, instead of in lieu of payment, we made a donation to their favorite charity um, and put together the video for words. So, um, and then we made videos for hyperbole and for nouns and for etymology. and, um, and And that's how the album came together.
0: All right well let's play a couple of the songs from that album uh we're gonna play hyperbole first and then we'll play nouns here they are danny (laughs) weinkoff
2: My dad keeps saying she's as old as the hills
1: All these exaggerations tell me what can they be
2: When they are used for emphasis it's hyperbole All these exaggerations such a puzzle to me When they are used to make a point that's hyperbole Hyperbole, hyperbole Exaggerations, tell me what can they be When they are used for emphasis in hyperbole All these exaggerations, such a puzzle to me When they are used to make a point of belief hyperbole, hyperbole it's hyperbole. All these exaggerations Such a puzzle to me when they are used to make a point that's hyperbole. All these exaggerations Tell me what can they be when they are used for emphasis it's hyperbole. All these exaggerations Such a puzzle to me when they are used to make a point that's hyperbole.
0: And that was Hyperbole and Nouns from the Words album. All right. The next album we're going to talk about is called Lullabies. So tell us a little bit about this one.
1: Okay. um, Lullabies is, um, it's like an EP length, I guess. Um, There's six or seven tracks. I I forget. Um, But um, uh, I didn't want to make it too long because I did want it to be something maybe somebody would put on. Um, before they were getting ready for bed, that sort of thing. Um, Most of my music prior to that, or all of the rest of my children's music, is is generally upbeat. Um, I tend to to sort of write music that's more about, you know, being excited in the car or just getting up and moving and dancing and around kind of thing or rocking out. Or, you know, my kids, when they were young, loved high energy music. They loved the Ramones and and things like that, even before they knew what the Ramones was, As soon as they heard it for the first time, they immediately reacted to it Um, and Chuck Berry in the same way, but like the energy of that. So a lot of my children's music is high energy. So I I wanted to do something. I had a few ideas for for uh, musical pieces that could turn into songs that were softer. And I thought, well, maybe let let me make a softer album. Um, They may not be quite lullabies that you would like, you know, lull a baby to sleep with, but they are definitely softer compared to to. my, my previous songwriting. Um, so yeah, so there, so all of the songs are acoustic guitar based or piano or, or something, but they're, you know, they're, they're varying styles, but all sort of, uh, you know, not, not high energy. They're, they're sort of, you know, more relaxing tempos, that sort of thing. Um, I think the songs that you're going to play from this record are, um, when we fall asleep and, uh, Jake and Shuggy, right. Correct. Yep. So um, When We Fall Asleep um, is special to me. Um, and, you know, the story is probably more interesting to me than to, to the general public. <laughs> but it's the first time that I collaborated with my um, co-band member, Tina Kenny-Jones, who, uh, by the way, just had twins. So I'm very excited.
0: Congratulations, for Tina.
1: Yes, yes. Um, Tina has, has been with me since about 2015 or late 2014. Right after the first album, uh, I wanted to put a band together. And, and Tina and Steve Plesmonarski, who is the, the drummer in the band, uh, came in and auditioned after a bunch of other people auditioned. And immediately I knew they were the right people. Tina is like this phenomenon. She sings and plays bass and plays keyboards and plays saxophone and trumpet um, and ukulele and guitar and has perfect pitch. So when we're working on a song, I can have her sing something and then say, do you want to do harmonies on this? And she can immediately just take like a piece of paper and scribble out her part or just sing it. But she knows exactly the notes that she sang and exactly the notes that she wants to sing. And it doesn't take any, it it seems to be like without any thought it does, it's that fast for her. Um, So she's an amazing musical talent And I had had this piece of acoustic, this guitar music for acoustic guitar that I had written a couple of years ago. And I just always was noodling around with it, never really found a melody that I loved and never got an idea. And generally I just sort of always have a melody and then we'll come up with with words, given that, that, you know, using the melody as the form. This time I just couldn't. So I thought, well, you know what? I've never tried this, let me send this music to Tina and see if she has any ideas. I sent her this acoustic guitar track and within about an hour, she sent me a whole song's worth of lyrics and had a melody. <laughs> and I thought, wow, like we should do this more often. And I, so I changed a couple of the lines. I actually changed my guitar part slightly to, to this the singing that she had done. And we wrote our first song together. We've worked, we've worked on, you know we have over a hundred songs in our catalog and she sings on many, many of them, but we had never written together. So for me, that was really special that, you know, it's actually a collaboration. And, and the way that it worked was, was um, I'm, I'm not expecting it to happen ever again that quickly, but it really was quick and, and painless. And, and, um, and I liked what we came up with. Um, so that's how uh, When We Fall Asleep came about. Um, and then Jake and Shuggy was actually, I, I'm a... Uh, I produce and record music for television and for commercials and TV shows and things like that when I'm not writing kindy music or writing music for they might be giants. And so I have my own studio and for 20 years now or so, I've been using pro tools. I don't know if anybody knows or cares about this stuff, but I switched formats. I switched um, the application that I use for my music to logic. So I had to start over learning logic. And when I was, learning how to record and learning how to do the most basic things in logic. I stumbled across a a plugin for this guitar sample that you can play on the keyboard. And I played just some simple chords and just liked what, what the the computer was doing by itself. And I recorded it and actually had to move it to put it in time with what I was thinking and then wrote the song around it. And, um, Jake and Suggies is, um, uh, a song that it, all the songs on the Lullabies album, are, you know, are about something about, you know, dreaming or about uh, counting sheep before you go to sleep. Or one of the songs is called Reason for it All. And it's a, it's a love song from a, a father to his daughter. Um, but I wanted something that was just purely fun and silly. Um, the kids need that, too. So Jake is a snake and shuggy loves to boogie and they are friends. And it's a short song, and it's just about two, you know, make-believe characters that, um, you know, that maybe will make a, a child or a, or a parent chuckle when they listen to it. Um, and it's also calming, I think, and, and uh, a good start for an album full of, of uh, you know, calming songs.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, let's check these two out. Here they are, When We Fall Asleep, and then Jake and Shuggy by Danny Wenkoff.
3: What happens when we fall asleep? We sail away on a distant dream. Each night it happens. Your ice cream shop Cause anything
2: Seat when you would least expect it. He had no use for pairs of socks or children's toys like building blocks. He liked to slither under rocks. That's where he felt protected. His name was Jake. Jake. He was a snake. Snake. His name was Jake, Jake. He was a snake, snake. He felt the beat right through the ground. His head would bop to every sound. it would spin and spin and spin around. That boy he sure loved dancing. And when the moon was in the sky, he'd shake his hips and wink I, and every time the girls would sigh, he's so good at romancing His name was Shuggy, Shuggy. He loved to boogie. boogie, His name was Shuggy, Shuggy He loved to boogie, Boogie
0: And that was When We Fall Asleep and Jake and Suggy from the Lullabies album. All right. Well, as a special bonus, we are going to play a They Might Be Giant song. Uh, you were, we were talking about it earlier. I am a paleontologist. So I know you talked a little bit about this song, but anything else about They Might Be Giants you want to share? I've I've been familiar with you guys since the 90s. Um, I think maybe my first introduction was Particle Man. Um, I don't know, were you in the band with that song?
1: Uh, No, I I was not in the band when they recorded Particle Man. I I joined a few years later, but I was a fan of that song too. So Yeah, that one and (laughs) Istanbul, not Constantinople. (laughs) Yes yes yeah you know i i i I have vivid memories of me uh in my kitchen with my now wife who was my girlfriend at the time listening to uh they might be giants play uh live on the radio and and before i was ever ever had any idea that i might come across those guys never mind playing with them and i was i was a fan and um so yeah it was exciting to to eventually wind up playing with them for sure um i am a paleontologist uh was, was written for the album as i had said it's for here Comes science and uh when i started trying to write a song for that record i actually i think i was writing a song about electricity or something and it just i was having a little bit of trouble with it and my son kai who is now 22 was a young boy uh back in <laughs> back at the time we were making that record um, and had like a lot of kids these days, he had an absolute infatuation with dinosaurs. So I shifted gears from uh, electricity to paleontology and the song came very, very quickly. Um, and I just used the information that I knew secondhand through him about um, carnivores and omnivores and, and uh, rounded teeth and, and et cetera for the lyrics. Um, and so within 15 or 20 minutes, I had the song put together, Um, and then um, the way that particular song worked, I actually played all the instruments and sang all the parts. I played it for John and John, and they liked it, and once we decided to use it for They Might Be Giants, I I then went into the studio and had Marty Beller replace the drums that I had on there, and Dan Miller replaced some of the guitar that I had put on there, and then that's what is now on the album so all the background parts are me singing and 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 all of that and and i did the arrangement but um um you know as i had said before it was really thrilling that that um john and john had so much confidence in the song and and made it like a lead single and used it to promote the record and um uh it it just it, it was a very exciting uh for me as a songwriter um to you know sort of be recognized by these guys who i i still look up to as like you know fantastic unique songwriters um so you know that was that was definitely like an honor and a thrill for me Um, and still to this day is is my most successful song so um but um and it also you know the 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 confidence that that recording that song gave me led led to me writing you know another 100 songs or so for for children and families and and release them under my own name and um you know the rest is uh kindy history <laughs> absolutely all right well we're gonna play it right now here it is
0: i am a paleontologist by they might be giants
2: i love digging in the dirt with just a- And brush Finding fossils is my aim So I'm never in a rush Cause the treasures that I seek Are rare and ancient things Like the Velociraptor's jaw Or Archaeopteryx's wings Now all the kids Who wanna see them Are lining up At our museum I am a Paleontologist That's who I am I'm a paleontologist That's who I am, that's who I am, that's who I am Could it be an herbivore Crushing plants with rounded teeth Or ferocious carnivore Who moves so quickly on its feet It's like pieces of a puzzle That I love to try and solve It's so fun to think about How a species has evolved And all the kids Who wanna see them Check them out at our museum I am a paleontologist That's who I am
0: that was i am a paleontologist and that is the end of the song feature section from the album's words and lullabies by danny weinkoff and then here comes science by they might be giants all right danny let everybody know where they can stream download buy all of your music and they might be giants and what's in store for danny weinkoff for the rest of 2022
1: okay um for the rest of 2022 we uh they might be giants just had a rehearsal today and we are going back on tour uh this is the end of august so we're starting another tour the end of august which goes into september and october and then we have shows in december and then in the coming year um we were held off for 27 months uh by covid and then we had a show in new york And one of the main members, John Flensburg, got hit by a car and broke seven of his ribs. Oh, my God. So we had to cancel our our June shows, but we are back in the saddle. I played with John and hugged him today, and he was was able to sing and play. So we're very excited about that. So I'm looking forward to that. There'll be more with They Might Be Giants. Uh, We have a bunch of songs already recorded for another They Might Be Giants record to come out. I also have... uh, pretty much an entire album of children's music recorded that will come out in my name, Danny Weinkoff, um, probably sometime in 23. Uh, I'm going to wait a little bit for that to be released. Um, but I, I have 10 or 14 or so songs recorded already. Um, and, uh, yeah, people can find my music, which is Danny Weinkoff, W E I N K A U F. I should have had a more common name. It would have been way easier, but, um, It's under my, the music is under Danny Weinkoff. You can find it at Spotify or Amazon or iTunes or YouTube or, or any place that you find music. And they might be giants or, you know, they're ubiquitous. They're, they're in all the right places as well. Um, You know um, any of your, any place you get your favorite music, they might be giants are there. There is a Danny I am on Twitter at DW red pants band. Um, I am on Facebook. I have a, a DW Red Pants band Facebook page. Um, also like um, bands in town and things like that, that when I do have shows, they'll be announced there. They might be giants have uh, shows listed on their website. Uh, you know, they might be giants.com. And um, yeah, there's oh, there's going to be a lot of music in 23. And, and uh, you know, it all is very exciting. As I said, I, I'm thrilled that we're back playing live shows again. I can't wait to get out and, and, and play for, and not play Zoom shows. I want, I want to play for real audiences and uh, uh, it's going to be thrilling. So um, if, if we're in your town, come and say hello. Um, I'm always happy to meet people. Um, and if you listen to my music and you like it, please tell teachers and friends and, and you know, your friends that have children um, or the children themselves or their teachers, just pass the music on doesn't matter if you buy it, just, just tell them where to get it. They can get it for free at Spotify. I, I just would like people to hear it, um, especially children. So pass the word on. There's videos, uh, there's lots of videos, like um, as we had talked about earlier, hyperbole, nouns, and etymology all have videos that are uh, probably useful in the classroom. They all, they all sort of describe those, those topics and the definitions of those topics fairly well. And it it would make a good introduction to then have a a lesson on the topic. So check out those videos at YouTube and, um, and thanks for listening.
0: And Danny, thank you for taking the time out to be on my show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on.
1: Um, Thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much.
0: Best of luck with everything. And congratulations, Tina.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Tina, Kenny Jones and Russell Jones. Congratulations on their twins. So awesome.
0: to Danny and they might be giants. Thank you so much. All right.